This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld How is everyone doing? That can answer me right now. <laughs> I hope so everyone is doing well. I'm personally doing, you know, okay. I'm doing, the most. doing fine. Good. The most. I, am I, I don't feel like I'm doing the most. The most. It's Tuesday. No, it's not. It's not Wait, Tuesday. It is not Tuesday. I was so confident in that. Thank God. Oh my God. Can you imagine if it was Tuesday right now? That yeah, would be uh, bleak. Got to take a moment. Hold on. It is hump day. <laughs> Oh God, is that better? I don't even know. <laughs> but we're talking about Vanderpump Rules. Emma Vanderpump Jack Rules. Matt. We do, we do have. We should mention. Yeah. Ramona's, Ramona's little angel, Coco, Coco passed on. Seventeen years old to the Rainbow Bridge. I know it's real. It was really sad. Like it's just, it's like I it's, can't even talk about it anymore, or else it's really sad. I do have to say the one, um, you know, silver lining of of humor was that Sonia accidentally broke the news on her Instagram story <laughs> and posted this, you know, like story slide that was like orange text. It was like. R.I.P. Coco, like all this stuff. And nobody else, Ramona or Avery or anyone hadn't po- didn't post until like a day later. And Sonia had deleted her story at one point. So it was kind of like, okay, like, no one, yeah. Was Sonia like, was she like, she, it, it turned out it was accurate, but it was just like, Sonia, what's going on? Yeah, like that's weird. That's a weird. You never post someone else's news, whether it be a baby or wedding or sad news or anything before the person <clears throat> posts it. It's just the rule of thumb. Yeah. Um. Speaking of that rule of thumb, I want to know what. <laughs> oh no! It's not about a dog dying. It's about just somebody else's news. Um, okay. What did you think on Vanderpump Rules of Tom Sandoval telling Lisa? that James was going to propose to Raquel. Okay. Um, so he acknowledged the fact that he was breaking some trust, but I don't know if Tom just gets overly excited and has to physically tell someone something, or if he was hoping that Lisa would kind of do something like help and do something. Cause I feel like in the past, all the years we've watched, she's upgraded a room. She's sent food. She sent out. So she's done something. Mm. So I don't know where his mindset was, but yeah, if someone tell like, okay, the way I think of things is yeah. If you don't want someone to tell 
anyone your news, you say like, listen, just don't tell anyone this. But if you're talking to a really good friend, which I think um, James looks at Tom that way, you don't need to tell him. Don't tell it like you should. He should know not to tell anyone that news. Like you should just know. Yeah, maybe this wasn't really that big of a secret. Um, And it was kind (laughs) of just like. I feel like maybe as a producer on the show, Lisa would have known this was going to happen anyway. Right. And so it was just kind of like, okay, let's work it into the plot that she knows versus just like, oh yeah. Like I, the, we knew that that was the yeah the storyline, but, but I don't think Tom was doing it to like force someone to find out. I think he literally just had to actually tell someone because we know Tom Sandoval gets very excited about celebrations, but also I wanted to ask you if you watched Watch Rappin's live last night. Okay. I, they play this game now, like truth or drink. And Andy asked Lala and Katie, like a bunch of questions and they were actually really good. And one question that they asked that he asked them was, do you think that Brock is the one for Sheena? Like she said, oh and neither one of them like answer, like they couldn't. And Andy was like, um, okay, I guess we have our answer. Like the two of them both like couldn't physically answer the question. And I was like, really surprised at that. It is okay. It is a little weird because so we basically are just meeting Brock for the first time. Like they weren't, you know, he wasn't really in the picture on the last season of the show, but they've been together for almost two years. They obviously have Mm -hmm. a baby together. Um, Now they're engaged. And so like we're being presented this relationship so far along and like Brock is like a full-time cast member on the show. So it feels like we're like, it feels like we're like really far behind in terms of like, getting a read on Sheena and Brock's relationship and knowing him at all. Because like in the past, it's always been, we've watched these people kind of start dating or like in the earlier phases of their relationship. And like the fact that by the time we're meeting Brock, it's he's already being presented as the one. And it's like, (laughs) it would be sacrilegious to have any opinion other than that. So I think it's a little like, I don't obviously like, I don't know enough to say either way, but it it is like, it does feel kind of weird, you know, when he and the Toms are like doing their cycling class and it's like the three of them, like talking about whatever it's like, like he fully replaced Jax. <laughs> it's like, Oh, like we're just supposed to, like Brock is just like, part of the group now and that's supposed to feel normal and I don't it's not like I don't like him but it doesn't quite feel normal yet yeah like we have to initiate you into our circle of trust you can't just like get it this man is still a stranger in my home yeah like I don't know you but I I do I do appreciate that he does not like the Schwartz and Sandy's name as it seems like pretty much no one does no one doesn't (laughs) Yeah, I, well, like Lisa made a good point because her she takes her names are very like you know Villa Blanca. Yeah, sir. Pump. It's to the pump. pump. And Schwartz and Sandy's like, come get your bucket of beer and crab legs. Like that's what like we talked last week about. And 
Katie last night said her idea of once upon a Tom was so good. And I was like, honestly, I don't think so. I, d- I don't like that either. I, I like once upon a Tom better than They're Schwartz too and long. Sandy's. The names are too long. They need to be like, uh. Someone commented on Bravo, I Betcha's Tom Foolery, and I really like that name. Like, really like that name. That's better. I will say, though, it's like, why does it have to have your name? I know. Wait, also, it's, like, I think the name, is, the name like, is Schwartz and Sandy. Like, that's the name. Like, it's final. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't, um, I don't acknowledge that. Um, but, like, <laughs> I just, it feels a little bit like, amateur hour to me that it's like why does it have to have the na- your names well in it? like just just come up with a name for a bar like everybody everybody that pays attention will still know it's tom and tom's bar it is like you and i opening a bar and we're like hey oh my god let's call it like barry and dylan's that is so strong it's such a good name like no it needs to be like needs to be like uh has to have that oomph to it. Right. Like so. we would, yeah, no, no, we would not open a bar called Barry and Tillens. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> I would not sign off on Tillens candy bar. Person- <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I would not take out a home equity loan Oy. for a, a bar called Barry and Tillens. Yeah. What? The it was, yeah, it was, ass. it was uh, interesting to get a little m- bit more context this week. Um, to know that it's not just that they are investing in this new bar, but they are basically borrowing against their homes mm-hmm. to finance this new bar. And it's like, oh, so like I kind of assumed that they were like doing well financially and had this money in the bank and they were like, let me invest it. And it's like, oh, you're really like going out on a financial limb to do this project, which there's. I mean, I'm not like some big businessman, like there's not necessarily anything wrong with that, but it definitely feels like a different type of risk that you're taking than just like, oh yeah, we wrote a check. Well, first of all, I'm, you know, we know nothing about anyone's finances on the show, but their restaurant was closed for like more than half the pandemic. So they clearly didn't have that money coming in for that period of time. Which is, you know, really so I think it's like great if business is picking back up and they're doing but even Lisa was like, uh, hold on. And I feel like Lisa knows what she's talking about when it comes to that. But it's funny because Tom Sandoval, like you asked before, like said something to Lisa, but then that lunch with Ariana and Lisa kind of like, I don't know. I know all of them like tell them their life stories and they look to her for like motherly advice. But that lunch to me was a little bizarre, too, because she like went to lunch with Lisa to like spill the tea on like everyone and everything. When Ariana's like, if you had told me years ago that Lisa and I would be friends and just like getting lunch (laughs) like this, I'm like, it. yeah, it still doesn't really make sense. But go off like whatever she brings the fact that she brings a bottle of Vanderpump Rosé to lunch with Lisa feels very like (laughs) I'm going to put that and put an apple on the teacher's desk. Lisa was like, oh, do they sell this here? (laughs) She didn't even know. (laughs) Ariana's like, I brought it. Ariana's like, I had to go to six different liquor stores to find this. So you better be (laughs) you better be appreciative. (laughs) They don't sell this just anywhere. But also the fact that 
Ariana was like, no, it's not my money. Like, it's not mine. Like, and Lisa made a really good point when she was explaining it the way, like, I would understand it. She was like, Ari, they're not going to take half the house. Like, if they take the money, they're not like, Ariana, you stay in your room. We're just going to take Tom's half of the house. Like, that's not the way it works. But you know what? Good luck to everyone. Yeah, I don't really know. Like, the whole, like mortgage home loan mm-hmm. like all of that stuff is like one of the most they got to add the curriculum to me yeah. but like i will say it seems like they might not a hundred percent understand like all of the ramifications i don't know i don't know <laughs> and then we find out that randall was interested in being an investor and was turned down because aside from, is it Schwartz's mom or Sandoval's, Sandoval's mom or dad and stepmom, like one of Right, his right, right. Parents. Okay. So it's basically just the two of them and then Sandoval's parents and they didn't want any other partners. And it's like, okay, like I get that you, I understand like not wanting to bring in a lot of different, you know, like voices and people to, that makes things you know, complicated, but at the same time, it's like, it doesn't sound like you guys actually have like a ton of cash lying around to make this happen. Like, it's not like, it's not like it's no big deal for Schwartz and Sandy to be writing like a half a million dollar check. So again, it makes me think a little bit. It's like, like maybe you should have taken Randall's money. Well, not only that, yes, but also like maybe I would have opened the second bar with Lisa as well. (laughs) Like it seems like the first one was is good. Tom, Tom, I would just continue that route for until like possibly the third bar and then business is like booming. But yeah, I don't know. And again, like, I don't know where they are now. Like maybe Randall is an investor or maybe they think like if Randall's like a big shot, like he's investor, like it'll eventually become a hit. I don't know how people think about what, what the, what this, we are not restaurant owners. I wish I was though. Not really. (laughs) No, that sounds very stressful to me. Honestly, I'm like a Katie in this sense. Like I loved being a waitress was one of my favorite jobs. Okay. It was. It's just so I have, you know, the personality for it. It's just really fun. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences 
every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honeylove. Honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. So Lala is waiting to find out whether she's made the New York Times bestseller list. And then um, once they get to Palm Springs, she gets a call. She did not make the list. And she's upset about it. You know, she she kind of like thought she had a chance. I have to say, I feel like I feel like the New York Times bestseller list has become like too easy I to agree. get on. It's like I like, you know, no, no shade to Lala, but it's like not every book should be a New York Times bestseller. I agree. And I I, I like that she's acknowledging how proud she is of herself for even writing a book because like that's an, a major accomplishment. But I read like Lala's book cover to cover and I, I actually really enjoyed reading her story. But I don't know. I don't know really what goes into be going into the um, list. But, you know, it's sad when you don't hit another goal of yours. But you know what? There's always... The next book. I also just feel like all of these people that write books, like, you know, how many Bravo Lebs have written books just this year? Like, it's a a niche. Like, you know, there's only so many people that even watch the show to care about you in the first place. And then some smaller percentage of those people are potentially going to actually buy the book. It's like, you know... It's not going to sell a million copies. We like, should look words. up if which Bravo celebrities. All I know at the top of my head is Teresa, but who have made the New York Times bestseller list? Teresa, definitely. Probably like Bethany for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe, Fre- I don't know. Frederick, who I always constantly recommend his books. It's really, really, really fucking good. Wait, but, really? Is it? Uh, oh my, it's about- one of my favorite. It's one of like my favorite. It's very, very motivating and encouraging. It's called The Cell. Oh, it's like, it's like self-help. It, no, no, it's his story. But like he, cause even if you watch the show, like he is just like a really intriguing person. Like, and, and I don't know, it's his story is like, I don't know, for some reason it's different the way he wrote it or the way it is where he got to where he is today. I don't know. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. So, okay. 
if you want to pick it up, quick, easy read. Okay, I probably won't, but <laughs> you should. <laughs> um, so we're all in Palm Springs. This house looks really nice and spacious. Large. Um, I didn't, I wasn't crazy about this fashion show event theme thing that they did. It just went on for so long. And it High was like fashion. And it was like it- none of none of these people really are dressing in a way that's that exciting to me you know already how i feel about forced fun so like this i watching it i was like oh my god thank god i'm not i'm like okay barry pack a costume to wear and just strut around the pool i would like much rather not participate in that but at the same time katie called out the fact that of course sandoval is going to put on the show host the show judge the show and win the show which made total sense yeah it was it (laughs) They all had the numbers that they were holding up, but then Schwartz was the one, or Sandoval was the one calling out the actual scores that he just he like was, decided. Yeah, and, it's and like, what, he what? got a ten, <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's like I, I don't know. Like, I'm hoping the Coachella party is like a little more real fun because this was very like, oh, this Coachella. Is- looks like it's going to be so fun. And I just have to call out what James said that when he talked about wanting to propose to Raquel and the most, uh, and of course it's at the most romantic place on in the world. And it's the rave tent at Coachella. You know, (laughs) their love is so special and so unique. They're really cute together. Like even last night, they said if they've come this far, because another question was like, will they last? And Katie was like, if they've made it this far already, like, why not? And I was like, oh, I would hate if someone like, I get it, your relationships on national TV, but I don't know. I feel like it's so sad when like everyone's like, yeah, we'll say. Well, like- they had they had like a little moment last night when James sort of filled in the group on what happened with him and Max, which I don't know. He didn't really give them like details on. <laughs> he was like, I just lost it. I lost it. And it's like, okay, like, so you're not going to talk about like how you called him like a fat, fat, fat prick whatever. or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. Like it, he kind of like left out the actual like Fight. bad details and was just kind of like, yeah, we got into a big argument and I just lost it. So yeah, for right now, you know, I'm not well, I'm not, I can't go to sir. And I, in the confessional, I liked how Raquel was kind of like, yeah, like it reflects badly on me when you're like doing this stuff. And we've seen, you know, them kind of get into this, you know, dynamic before. And like on one, on the one hand, I feel like James obviously has made certain improvements and stuff, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like, we're kind of back to the same you know, it's not that different than what's happened in the past. I guess the biggest change is that James isn't drinking, but like, right. He's still not allowed at sir because he like got in a fight with someone. Right. And okay. So following that Lala takes that opportunity and is like, you know what you guys like James reacted this way. And all of you are like, that's okay, James, like you're making strides. But when I like acted out like that, you guys all were against me and like you know it was horrible and then she like segues into charlie and the whole fight kind of went left for me like really quick because 
Charlie was like, don't fuck with me. Like I'm the person not to mess with. You want to play this game? And they're all like, kind of like acting tough to each other. And then it went to Charlie's eating habits because they brought up her talking about pasta last year being like a carb. So that is where I got a little lost because of 100% like felt for Charlie. That's like a serious thing. Like she talked about her childhood trauma, which was like not easy to talk about, but I'm on also Lala's side because that argument had nothing to do with that at all. And it kind of came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. I think I do, I agree that it sort of came out of nowhere, but I also think Charlie sort of felt like pushed into a corner. And like, I also think that she, you know, there were things that Lala was unaware of right. that maybe would have changed the way that she was speaking to Charlie or handling the situation. And Lala's kind of like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to know all this stuff? Blah, 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 blah. And Charlie's like, well, take the time to get to know me. And I think, you know, it's a little bit, I see both sides because like, you know, Lala's right. That it's like, you don't know what you don't know. So like, it's not Lala's job to like, you know, see into the crystal ball of like what Charlie's been through. But at the same time, I think Charlie is like, obviously she has gone through some stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think Lala in general could just be more sort of like compassionate in the way she goes about her life and like the way she speaks to people in general and the way she handles situations. And I think in in this instance, it's not Lala's fault that she doesn't know the specifics of Charlie's relationship with food, but mm-hmm. it's like, why are you just defaulting to calling this girl a bitch yeah. when you don't actually know anything about her life or her experience or her whatever. And like, I think Charlie seems like somebody who has a lot of layers and who maybe presents a very like, you know, she, she, I think she posted on Twitter about how like, you know, sometimes she'll just say like, dumb funny stuff because it's like easier than kind of opening up and I think it it's exciting to see Charlie kind of like peeling back those layers a little bit because she does seem like somebody who has a lot of substance if you find it definitely and like I think Raquel was the one who said it even actually maybe in the previews is that Lala can be intimidating you know And I liked that she went in after Charlie got upset and like talked and Lala was like, listen, like you, this group has to stop acting. Like we all like know everything about each other. Like I'm not a mind reader. I didn't know that I would never say. So that conversation afterwards was actually really nice where Charlie was like, okay, well like ask questions. But, um, at the same time, I think Lala was also called just calling her out and focusing on what happened at Sheena's birthday and her defending Ariana and 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 then it went a little deeper which she was like of course like I would never talk about like anything personal with you but yeah we'll see them making strides hopefully I love Lala they like one's a hugger one's not Lala's like how is this friendship ever gonna work (laughs) another another thing I want to mention though speaking of what happened at Sheena's birthday um Ariana said on Twitter last night that Uh She and Lala had a whole sit down with each other at this first night in Palm Springs that was just completely edited out. 
And so from what we've seen on the show, it seems like Lala and Ariana are basically not acknowledging, not acknowledging each other and like kind of like just like steering clear of handling whatever issues they have. Mm -hmm. And it's so frustrating because now knowing that they had some conversation and it's like, okay, well, like, did they have another fight? Did they smooth things out? Did they kind of agree to disagree? Like, it's so, like, frustrating knowing that they would just, like, cut something like that when that's actually, like, one of the most interesting dynamics in the cast so far this season. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, why are we hearing, you know, another, why are we seeing, like, Lala or Ariana and Lisa have lunch Right. And then, like, skipping an actual, like, meaningful whatever. Like, it's just so, it's so weird. It's like, what, what's, what, what are we doing? I here? agree because going forward, when we see them, igno- what, where are we leaving off next week where we see them, like, talking? Or maybe that, you know what? Maybe they're going to do one of their editing flashbacks <clears throat> where, and they show us, like, what happened that night in Palm Springs. So, you know, when they do that, sometimes, like, they'll show yeah. them talking but also i do don't want to forget to talk about the fact that schwartz was actually the one who said the name i know we talked about the name situation earlier but he was the one that said it's uninspiring and it was his words and he just like literally could did not could not like say anything and like everyone is like coming at for him and katie was like even schwartz he's just being such a pussy and i was like i'm sorry if my significant other kept calling like saying that to me about me in front of like other people or just like on tv in general i'd be so mad because you want to always i know i get it she wanted him to like stick up for himself and say something but at the same time like that's when katie should step in not when like she has stepped in in the past it is like schwartz does just frustrate me because it's like if you and tom are like business partners in this venture. If you, if you hate the name that he wants, just say it. And if you're 50, 50, like it just is, it's like, I understand that he has like certain issues with like, you know, being assertive and all of this stuff, but it's like at a certain point, it's like, you have to just like, yeah. Grow a pair, like figure it out. I don't know. Like I people, I know some people love the like, Oh, Schwartz is so like dorky and like, he can't do anything and whatever. And it's like, but at a certain point, it's like, if you're like going to be this like business owner and stuff, it's like, you have to speak up for yourself. Like, come on. I don't know. It's like having like Katie do your dirty work. Basically it just seems like stupid. Cause you're just like, making things worse between Katie and Sandoval. And like, (laughs) it just seems like a bad situation. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are 
are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, so Below Deck Med, um, it was like a really boring episode this week. I'm not even going to like sugarcoat (laughs) it. I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't like meat to the episode. Like, obviously I'm very happy that Courtney got promoted, but can I ask if you feel the same way I do where I think she does a really good job and I feel like Katie depends on her and like everything, but do you think she like Katie plays like a little bit of favorites with Courtney? Does that come off to you at all? I think it's her promotions very much deserved, but I, I don't know. It's just, well, I mean, at this point, no. she's the only other person there. <laughs> I, I think, at, like, at one point when it was, like, when Lexi was there and then when Delaney was there for a second, like, yeah, I mean, I think she always was, like, more of, like, friends with Courtney than with any of the other stews we've had this season. But also, I think Courtney was just kind of, like, doing a better job yeah, than anyone else. Great. So, you know, it, I did, I did think the promotion was nice and I did, I do think even though, you know, there are only two stews at this point, it didn't feel like it was just like a default right. type of thing. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we finish up, we finish up a charter. We have another night out. It's yeah. like, so, it's so weird at this night out how Matt like can't stop talking about Lexi. It's like. He's like it, weird. There's it something is annoying. I, I agree. And it is annoying. It's like, first of all, grow up like you're a grown man. Like, stop. Like everyone is almost like, OK, you got what you wanted. And honestly, Matt, shut the fuck up. You're lucky you're still here, which I feel right. like he is not understanding that part of it. But they are. He's trying to almost get everyone to agree with him. But at the same time, Matt, like you're ne- most likely never going to see this girl again. Like, give it up. And they're all trying to explain to him, which is very sad that they have to explain this to an adult, but that regardless if you like her or not, she still, and it's not an excuse for her behavior, but she could have been going through something. And regardless, she's still a human. Like she has feelings like uh, enough, basically. Right. And it's like, he's like, 
okay, well, like, I still fucking hate her. And it's like, okay, like, okay. Like, we all, we all know, like, nobody is like unclear on Matt's thoughts about Lexi. It's just so strange. Like, also, what's your point? Like, yeah, it's, it's just weird. And it's like, as much as Lexi drove me crazy when she was still there, it's like, you gotta, you gotta let go. You gotta move on. Yes, I think he has a bit of an ego now because his food has been like spectacular this um, whole season, I should say. Like he even was like, I have a perfect record, like blah, blah, blah. And okay, that doesn't give you a right to be an asshole. So good thing your food's good, whatever. Cool. Except for that, that dark fish. Ugh. <laughs> ew, like, <laughs> ew. As the episode, yeah. as the episode ends, our our dear Lloyd is like getting sick, not feeling well, high blood pressure. Like, I don't know. That's stressful. I, yeah, I actually got like really sad watching this because it just felt very uncomfortable for him. You don't obviously know how he was feeling, but when, when he was getting ill and then Captain Sandy took his blood pressure and then he was getting sick again, like you can tell he just needed his space and there was nowhere to go. And he was like heavy breathing. And I was like, Oh my God, that's one of the worst positions to be in. Like he had, you're on a boat and like, you're in really close quarters. And, um, I I hope like that is just really scary. You don't know. I feel like he's just really stressing himself out with what his next job's going to be, if he's going to have a job. So he's kind of just in his own head, which is normal, but, um, I, and I guess those are obvious things to stress about, but he really let it get to him and I hope he's okay. Because we love Lloyd. Lloyd's a good egg. Well, we have one charter left. <gasps> hopefully there's hopefully there's some drama. I need some drama. I hope because like if there's no drama on the last um charter, then because this has really been a, a drama-free season, to be honest. Like we need some more like Johnny Damon-esque guests. I like something like yeah, that. Yeah, like the the guests this season have been pretty Tamed. like un unremarkable. But the good news is we have like two more seasons lined up, ready to go for us. I know below deck starts like later (laughs) this month. So, oh, that was something else I saw today that New Jersey is being pushed back. There's a rumor that New Jersey, the season's being pushed back. Yeah, it's like a little unclear because like some people were saying it was going to start in like November, December. Yeah. But like season, the most recent season didn't start until February of this year. So like if they're pushing it to like January, like that would still be like a normal turnaround time. So I don't know. And, we'll yeah, see. And then they but said I think OC's Orange coming. County is going to come yes. first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Honestly, good. Get that out. Like I'm nervous. And I just like depend on Jersey regardless. So it's fine. It'll be fine. We're fine. But uh, this was fun. This was fun. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the Beverly Hills finale. Huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> and also, uh, Dylan and I are hanging out later. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, we are. Send, <laughs> send, send your love. <laughs> Send Uh, whatever. And just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. 
Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.